This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Hello, Notorious Bakersfield listeners, and welcome to another episode. Just a reminder to follow the Notorious Bakersfield podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pictures related to this story you're about to hear and previous Notorious Bakersfield stories are posted on those social media pages. Also, if you enjoy this podcast and would like to show your support, you can buy me a cup of coffee or two. A link to do that is in the show notes. Bakersfield Municipal Court Judge Alan Klein was well-respected in Kern County legal circles. You couldn't find anyone who had a negative thing to say about the man. Colleagues, court employees, defense attorneys, prosecutors, all praised his knowledge of the law and his dedication to his job. He was known to treat witnesses and crime victims with empathy and kindness. These qualities didn't seem to bog the jurist down. He was also known to be a workhorse. Judge Klein handled cases quickly, thoroughly, and efficiently. His co-workers described him as a workaholic. On March 26, 1995, a Sunday, Judge Klein was in his chambers. For someone devoted to his job like Judge Klein, it wasn't unusual to find him at the courthouse working on a weekend. But on this particular Sunday afternoon, the judge was hoping to mix a little pleasure with his work. This is the judge and the stripper. Alan Edward Klein was born, raised, and educated in San Francisco, California. After graduating from high school in 1965, he went on to attend City College in San Francisco, then transferred to UC Berkeley. After graduating from Berkeley, he attended law school at UCLA. While he was at UCLA, he met his future wife, Ruth. They were married in 1971. The next year, Alan Klein graduated from UCLA and the couple settled in Bakersfield, his wife's hometown. While working to pass the California bar exam, Klein worked for his new in-laws at their family business, Martin's Family Shoes on Chester Avenue. In December 1972, the new lawyer landed his first attorney job with Kern County as a deputy county counsel. He worked in that position for two years before moving to the Kern County District Attorney's Office. On June 11, 1981, Governor Jerry Brown appointed Klein to the municipal court. With this appointment, Klein became the first Jewish judge in Kern County. Voters elected Klein to the bench in 1984 and re-elected him in 1990. Like I mentioned in the opening, Judge Klein had a reputation for being a really nice guy. 
who got along with everyone he worked with or who had interactions with him as a judge. Those who worked in his courtroom were struck by his compassion towards victims and witnesses. It wasn't unusual for him to shed his black robe to not intimidate child witnesses while they testified. And he had a sense of humor. For Halloween one year, he refashioned his black robe into a Dracula cape. He completed his costume with Dracula teeth and blood. He said, quote, Once in a while, you have to do something a little crazy. I'm not sure wearing a costume for Halloween is considered doing something crazy, but what he was accused of doing in March 1995 definitely would be considered crazy and unethical and probably criminal. On March 13, 1995, a 19-year-old young lady by the name of Lachey Munoz stood before the 47-year-old Judge Alan Klein for a hearing on lewd conduct and public nudity charges. Lachey Munoz had been arrested back in January at the Tropicana Lounge during a sting operation by Bakersfield Police vice officers. She was observed by undercover officers doing exotic dances and participating in an oil wrestling competition. Munoz normally worked at Deja Vu, but she did side gigs at other clubs around town and occasionally offered private dances in less public settings. At that hearing on March 13th, all parties agreed to continue at a later date. Judge Klein set the next date for March 27th. After the hearing, Judge Klein approached Lachey Munoz in the court hallway, and the judge discussed the charges against the defendant without her court-appointed attorney present. On March 23rd, Judge Klein called Munoz twice to suggest they meet Sunday at court to discuss her case, and Munoz agreed. The next day, Klein called Munoz a third time to confirm her appointment. During this call, the judge gave her his private number to the phone in his chambers. On Sunday, March 26th, Klein met Munoz in the court parking lot and escorted her through a secured entrance to the courthouse and to his private chambers. When the two got to the judge's chambers, Munoz contends she was shocked and surprised that her attorney wasn't there. She was under the impression that they were there to discuss her case. Lachey Munoz claims Judge Klein told her she was attractive and it would be interesting if she danced for him. This upset the young lady and told the judge she had to leave. Before she left, Judge Klein told Munoz not to mention this meeting to anyone. Munoz left the judge's chambers immediately, went home, and told her boyfriend. The next day, March 27th, was Lachey Munoz's hearing. 
before it started, the defendant told her defense attorney about what occurred Sunday in the judge's private chambers. At this hearing, Lachey Munoz was given the opportunity to enter a plea deal. She pleaded no contest to a lesser charge of disturbing the peace, given a three-year probation, and fined $225. The following day, Judge Klein called Munoz and told her she got a good deal, then said he was sorry and wouldn't call her again. Of course, Lachey Munoz's attorney contacted the Kern County District Attorney's Office, and an investigation was launched into the judge's private encounter with the erotic dancer. The DA's office initially investigated the matter, but realized since Judge Klein was employed by the county who, at one time, worked in the DA's office, there may be a conflict of interest. So, the California Attorney General's office was brought in to investigate. When investigators from the Attorney General's office first interviewed Judge Klein, he lied and denied the accusations against him. Then, he got a dream team of lawyers, the best criminal defense lawyers in Kern County, Ed Noriega, Louis Echeverry, and eventually... Stanley Simran. Judge Klein finally did admit that he did meet Munoz in his private chambers on that Sunday afternoon, but nothing happened, and it certainly wasn't to solicit a bribe from the defendant. Judge Klein's behavior created two problems for the jurist, the possibility that a crime was committed and an ethical issue. Ultimately, the California Attorney General's office determined that a crime was indeed committed. Judge Klein entered an innocent plea to the charge of solicitation of a bribe, and the case went to trial. This is where things get interesting. The dancer, Lachey Munoz, maintained throughout that she went to the judge's chambers that Sunday afternoon expecting to discuss her case, nothing more. She claimed she wasn't expecting the judge to solicit a private dance from her. To back up her claim, she said her policy, her personal policy, was to always bring a bodyguard for security purposes for private dances. And she didn't do that when she met with the judge. She was steadfast on this claim. Judge Klein's defense team hired a private investigator. The, this PI's name was Zev Haskell from Beverly Hills. Part of his investigation was to visit the Deja Vu Dance Club while Ashe Munoz was working. Haskell visited the club numerous times and was able to develop a relationship with Munoz. Then he propositioned Munoz for a private dance. For $600, the dancer traveled from Bakersfield to Beverly Hills, without a bodyguard, to dance for Zev Haskell. During Judge Alan Klein's criminal trial, 
his defense team was able to get Lachey Munoz to testify about her personal policy of never going to a private dance without a bodyguard for security. And Klein's defense lawyers pounced. They had Zev Haskell as a witness to dispute Munoz's claim. There also happened to be a video recording of Lachey Munoz dancing privately in a mansion in Beverly Hills alone without a bodyguard. Mission accomplished. Do I need to tell you how the jury ruled? The prosecution's star witness was Lachey Munoz. And with her credibility question, Alan Edward Klein was acquitted. Now, that took care of Judge Klein's criminal entanglement, but left open the question regarding his future as a judge. During his 14 years as a municipal court judge, Klein accumulated a lot of unused vacation time. So he took a long leave of absence, then ultimately retired. Since he was acquitted of the felony criminal charges, Alan Klein would be eligible for 54% of his almost $100,000 yearly salary when he turned 63. Alan Klein went on to practice law privately in Tatchby. Remember, if you enjoy the Notorious Bakersfield podcast and would like to show your support, go to the show notes and find the link to buy me a coffee. I certainly appreciate it. Resources used for this story, the Bakersfield Californian, the Los Angeles Times, and the Associated Press. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Have a good week.